start out this new teaching series uh, this month of September. Again, I want to welcome you to service today. But starting a new teaching series that we've tagged, Living and Loving. Uh, September for us is uh, a month where we focus on how we live and love, especially in loving relationships that will lead to marriage or existing marriages where God has ordained that love should rule and reign. How do I walk my way through my marital destiny, fulfilling God's plan for my home, fulfilling God's plans for my life? That's what the month of September is always about for us. And this first message in this new teaching series, uh, 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 which, the, which we've tagged uh, uh, Love DNA, this, this uh, uh, Living and Loving series is tagged Love DNA. Love DNA. Just, uh, we're we're going to be showing forth how the love of God has been coded into our heart and coded into our being and how we need to live it out this season. I've, I've titled this first message, Love Under Pressure. Love under pressure. Love under pressure. That's what I've titled this first message. Uh, uh, can you help me ask anyone, if there's anyone around you, say it's your love under pressure. Yeah, love has been under pressure. Love has been under pressure lately. I want you to join me in your Bibles as we take our opening text today. We take our opening text from, uh, from, from the book of Genesis. We'll go to the book of beginnings, Genesis chapter 2. And we take our opening text from verse number 18 of Genesis chapter 2. And I will read down all the way to verse 25. From 18 to 25, our opening text as I go into this message, love under pressure. Love under pressure. Uh, Genesis chapter 2 verse 18. The Bible says, and the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. Make, I will make him a helper comparable to him. Out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the hair and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called them, called each living creature, that was its name. But verse 20 says this. says, so Adam gave name to all cattle, to the birds of the hair, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, look at this. But for Adam was not found a helper comparable to him. It meant the exercise was actually to find a companion, a helper that is comparable to Adam. I read for, uh, I, go, I go on in my reading, uh, verse 21. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam. And he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in his place. Verse 22 then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman. And he brought her to the man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Last two verses, very interesting. The Bible says, uh, therefore, verse 24, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Last verse, verse 25, and they, shall, uh, and they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Glory be to Jesus. It's a bit of a long reading, and I did this deliberately. We're going to be coming back to this periodically as I teach today. I need you to understand that there's a lot packed into this passage of the scripture. You know, there's a, a, what, what we call, a, a, you know, in, in Christian teaching and theology, we call uh, the law of first mention. Uh, where is the first place in the Bible where an idea, a situation, an event, or a word was first mentioned? 
when we want to get the original intent for that idea, for that event, for that uh, 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 whatever it is, we go to uh, the first place where it was mentioned and we start to look at what God had in mind. What was his intent for introducing this? And when it comes to love relationships and the connection between a man and a woman, this was the first place in the Bible where we saw it between Adam and Eve. But today, uh, uh, thank God for COVID. <laughs> and I say that again. Thank God for COVID. A lot has happened. God has seen us through. And I know in many nations, uh, the third wave or the fourth wave, as the case may be, is still there. But God, who has kept us since last year, is going to keep us through this season in the precious name of Jesus. Uh, so COVID had come and a lot of us have gotten under pressure in our lo- love lives. I was reading a lot of journals last year as the COVID was raging, you know, in, 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 in the Far East, in China, in different places. Uh, divorce rate was soaring high, higher in many places. In, in one of uh, the districts in, in China, they had to shut down uh, the, the, the court, the, 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 the matrimonial court, the divorce court, just to be able to slow people down. It's like saying, look, we are not open, so you can't come and submit your papers for divorce. Uh, uh, there's so many stories around that, even, even in, in, in Africa, where, where I spend most of my time. I have seen uh, most, I mean, a lot of people uh, contemplating or going outrightly for divorce or separation. A lot of things that people are swept under the carpet. When the lockdown, the shutdown, the, the, you know, the emotional downturn, uh, people losing their loved ones, all kinds of things happened to us. We, we started to carry more weight that we could actually uh, bear. And then the marriage that wasn't sitting properly before started to come under pressure. Love relationships came under immense pressure. Even as simple as people saying, look, oh, you have put, you are, you are put on more weight during COVID. You, you don't look attractive to me like you used to. Or you don't have my time like you used to. Some people are working from home and that has occasioned, you know, a lot of pressure on their love life as well. Uh, What we thought would maybe make things easier has made many more things more difficult, especially in the area of our love life. And that's what I'm speaking to today. That's what I'm speaking to today. The fact that uh, God still has a plan for your love life. God still has a plan uh, for, your, for your marital destiny. God still has a plan. Uh, despite the fact that love relationships are under a lot of pressure, you know, as occasioned by the pandemic, like I said, uh, God still has a plan for your relationship. God still has a plan for you if you're single. Trusting God for who to marry or trusting God to work out a relationship. God has a plan even through all this crisis. You know, the Bible says in Isaiah 60, uh, when, it, when you read from verse 1, it said, Arise, shine, your light has come. The glory of God has risen upon you. It said, Darkness shall cover the heart and gross darkness the people, but God will arise over you and his light shall be seen upon you. Yeah. His light shall be seen upon you. Even if deep darkness covers the people, even if marriages are caving in, even if relationships are going south, God still has a plan for your life. But you know what the Bible says? A man of knowledge is the one that will increase strength. And we need that strength to be able to fight through all the things that are coming our way this season. That's why we're bringing this teaching series at this time. I've had a fair share of my own love coming under pressure. I was very uncomfortable at a point just being home a lot of the time, seeing my, my wife all the time, all the time, there was a time I had to tell my wife, look, just try to dress up, you know, just, just try to dress up, uh, because, you know, this one that we've just been at home for three, four weeks, we're not dressing up, it, it just, it just look, looks like it's, <laughs> it, you know, it's affecting our chemistry, 
And many people don't have the boldness to be able to say that. And you yourself, they are saying, try to dress up. You also have to dress up. <laughs> you also have to try to look good, you know, uh, 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 and, and, and take care of yourself. That is the kind of pressure that has come upon us. Many people have been caught up in different parts of the world with their spouses in another part of the world or, or many people's marriage has been delayed. Uh, some courtship has gone on for so long because uh, it's becoming more difficult to actualize some dreams uh, because of you know, uh, uh, travel restraint from different countries to another country and all kinds of things. Some people say, oh, the people that want to attend my wedding, they won't be able to travel to where I live, so I will keep postponing. And all these things are putting uh, relationships and marriages under immense pressure. Now, we must never lose focus of God's original intention. And that's what we will be, part of what we'll be speaking to, you know, so seriously within this series as we go on for the next few weeks. We must never lose focus of God's original intention. God's original intention is companionship and oneness. As we have seen in the book of Genesis chapter 2, when you read from verse 18 down to 25 that we read, the real quality of our lives depend on the quality of our relationships. When God looked at the first man in Genesis 2 and verse 18, and he said it is not good that man should be alone, it means that uh, 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 loneliness or aloneness can stop one from being able to maximize life or maximize destiny. And though here it resulted into marriage, what God had in mind resulted into marriage for Abraham, but sometimes it doesn't have to only be about marriage. It's to have the right kind of companionship that can help you steer your life in the right direction, give you the necessary encouragement that you need, and all the things that must happen in your life uh, at a particular season. And it's also important, like I was saying before, to note that the real quality of our lives depend on the quality of our relationships. You know, I once started a series which I titled The Blessed Life. And I said the blessed life is a connected life. The blessed life does not depend on only how much you have in your bank account or your title at work or the kind of car you drive or the kind of house you live in. It's also the fact that after all that has been in place, you can really say that your life is a connected one that you have the right people around you. So the quality of our lives depend on the quality of our relationships. If all your most important relationships are in shambles as we speak, uh, I can tell you for free that you have emotional baggage. You have all kinds of things that you're dealing with. Because uh, we, we feel okay, we feel emotionally balanced, we feel at peace with ourselves and with this world depending on the state of our most valuable relationships. So if somebody's listening to me today and you know that you, you, you are not at peace uh, with your siblings, with your, with, with your parents, if they're still alive, with, you know, with, with, with your friends, with, with your colleagues at work, with your boss, uh, with people that you go to the same church with, with your next door neighbor, you know that there's something uncomfortable about not being at peace with all these important relationships around you let alone when you are not at peace with the one that you profess your love for. There's just a way it tears us apart. There's just a way it affects us emotionally because we're created for connection, not isolation. I've said that before and I'll say it and I'll keep saying it. We're created for connection, not isolation. The moment uh, something is, is trying to occasion isolation, we feel uncomfortable. 
our relational life is a big part of our growth or our development that is needed to, be, you know, to become who God has created us to be. The moment I shy away from my relational life, I'm taken away from uh, my redemptive capacity to fulfill my destiny. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Because God has, has infused great grace, great favor, uh, you know, ability for clarity. The Bible says, uh, 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 you know, in the multitude of counsel, there's safety, for instance, uh, the ability for clarity. The Bible says we confess our faults one to another that we may be healed. Healing is in relationships. Clarity is in relationships. Many good things that we're looking for in life is in the divine connections that God will bring into our lives. They are there. They are in those divine connections that God will bring into our lives. But I know what is happening right now is that many people are thinking and feeling like, look, if relationships are actually very important, if marriage is this important, if a romantic relationship is this important, how come people are going through so much pain in their relationship? Can I announce to somebody today, whether you are single or married, one good news that you must have according to the scriptures and that you must choose to believe for yourself is that you can be single and be happily single. Yeah. And yet you can be happily married. You can be happily married. So you may have all kinds of stories of woes around you saying that, you know, marriage is endangered, you know, romantic relationships are going down the drain, People are just breaking each other's heart. It looks like people have lost their mind. Everyone has, you know, uh, has, has gone wayward and all kinds of things are happening. You can't trust men. Oh, women say you can't trust, you know, um, men also say you can't trust women and all that and all that. If, uh, uh, you, you know, uh, some people are struggling to come out of where they used to be. You, you paint everybody with the same brush. The guy that used to date you and work that on you, when you see men right now, you're struggling to trust them because of the experience of other people and I needed to know this God's promise of abundant life is for everyone whether you're married or single you need to stop postponing your joy your peace and your sense of fulfillment because God's promise of abundant life is for everyone some, some people think it's when I get married that I, I will feel fulfilled I will feel a sense of abundant life Oh, when, when my relationship improves, that's when I'm going to f- uh, feel that sense of abundant life. You need to know it that God's plan for you is to enjoy abundant life. That's his plan for you. And you can enjoy it in all the relationships that God has placed around you, notwithstanding what other people have gone through in time past. Maybe somebody's listening to me right now. Your parents had a bad marriage. Your friends are having bad marriages and bad relationships. It's not by accident that you are here today and you are listening to this. Because God has a plan for you. He wants to give you a different experience. That different experience will only come when you understand uh, the foundational truth about love, about relationships from the word of God. Everything has gone south. People are changing their mind. Some people are even querying, you know, uh, the necessity of getting married. And their mindsets and trends, and, uh, you know, and, and things that have, you know, come in, into our heart. 
Some people believe that marriage is becoming uh, overrated or love is becoming overrated because everyone that professed love before now ended up in a heartbreak. So you feel love is overrated, marriage is overrated, you know, we're just deceiving ourselves. That's what some people feel. Yeah, is love really overrated? Because people have experienced divorce and separation? Because you've seen blended uh, uh, families under tension? And the, the, you know, the, 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 the sons of this one are fighting the daughters of that one. So when you hear about blended family, you want to run. Because some people are getting it wrong. does not mean it can't work. Broken hearts are everywhere. Everywhere. It just looks like everywhere you turn, you get to walk. You met somebody whose heart just got broken. In your neighborhood, somebody came to meet you who says, my heart just got broken. So it's, it's like broken hearts are everywhere. And you've met people also who says, look, uh, um, I'm fed up. I just want to be a henoch, you know. Uh, I, I, I'm just fed up. And uh, some people just say, look, I can't cope without sex. So I'll have casual sex. Friends with benefit. I'm not interested in law. Yeah, let me just... Find a way to release, a way to just uh, be okay sexually. I'm not interested in love. Love is overrated. Love is killing people. Love is destroying people. Let's just, let, let's leave, I mean, uh, and, just, and just move on. This, these are the things that are becoming common. And some people ask the question, especially young people today, is marriage really necessary? Can't I just have a child? Can't I just have a lover? We don't have to marry, you know. We can just you know, cohabit and just, just, you know, just enjoy ourselves. No commitment, no strings attached. That is becoming more common today. But nothing can be further from the truth <laughs> that God's original intention is for a man and a woman to be able to locate themselves in a romantic experience that will uh, uh, bring both of them into a place of fulfillment of God's divine purpose for their lives, being a helper to one another. And God has not changed his mind about that. God has not changed his mind about that. And when you look at it, the narrative that we have today with love under pressure that has become more pervasive, that is chasing people away from God, the God-ordained path for fulfilling their destiny, uh, cannot be compared with the benefit when we do it right when we focus on what God had in mind. In the book of Ecclesiastes, I love to read something there. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, when you read from verse 9. The writer of the book of Ecclesiastes, and especially this particular one, uh, Solomon, you know, when it comes to love relationship, I think he, he should have something to say. Because when a man, I mean, you meet a man that has been with over a thousand women, um, both from experience, learning, and and what have you, he must have something to say. <laughs> he must have something to say. And, and also, now talking under the influence of the Holy Spirit, it must make sense. Glory be to Jesus. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. Ecclesiastes 4, verse 9, uh, 10, 11, and 12. That's what I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says, two are better than one. I love to read it one more time. Two are better than one. It said, because they have a good reward for their labor. Just that like the scripture says in another place says one which is a thousand, two, ten thousand. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. A good re that's the first thing, a good reward for their labor. A good reward for their labor. Let me read on. It says, for if they fall, if they fall 
one will lift his companion up. If they fall, one will lift his companion up. There's something about, uh, you know, celebrating what God is celebrating, which is companionship, which is togetherness, which is oneness. A man shall leave his father and mother and, uh, and, and, you know, and cleave to his wife, and the two of them shall become one. Oneness, companionship is God's original intention for you and I. In, in a marriage relationship, that's what God had in mind. While you are still single, you can derive a sense of companionship with friends or from friends. Even as a married person, we still have companions with which we do life. But the highest level of companionship is what we found in a marriage because it's in marriage that you experience the real oneness. The real oneness and the naked and not ashamed. I'm going to come back to that in a bit. But uh, going back to Ecclesiastes 4 uh, and verse 10, says, for if they fall, one will lift his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls. Well, the Bible talks about falling here. It's talking about, you know, our weaknesses, proclivities, and tendencies. Uh, weaknesses, proclivities, and tendencies that we have a tendency to stumble. And when you stumble alone, you may remain on the ground. But when you have a great companionship, what you gain from there is a power of inspiration, is a power of encouragement, of empathy and sympathy that can lift you from where you are uh, to where God wants you to be. That's what we get in companionship when we have real great companionship. That's what we, we, we get from that. And the, uh, and the writer of the book of Ecclesiastes was just elucidating all these great benefits. Great benefits. He said, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? And here he's talking about romance. He's talking about, uh, you know, uh, uh, intimacy. He's talking about sex. That in a, in, in a marital relationship where you experience the highest level of companionship, Physical, emotional nakedness are also allowed because there's a commitment. The highest level of commitment that can ensue between two people. The highest level of covenant that can ensue between two people. That's why we say, for instance, that marriage is not just a relationship, it's a covenant. There are all kinds of contracts that we sign with, with, with business colleagues that we sign from company to company or individual to company. We sign contracts. The highest level of contract is what we call covenant. And a covenant is the one that is caught with blood. What we have with God, if you are born again, if you are a child of God, is a covenant with Jehovah. And in the same vein, we, we, when we come into a relationship of marriage, because the Bible compares the relationship of marriage uh, uh, to the, 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 you know, the relationship between Christ and the church. And Christ died and shed his blood to redeem you and I as the church. And because blood was involved, then it's a covenant. In the same vein, in, in, in a proper marital relationship, it's also a blood covenant. Because blood will be involved. There's intermingling of life. And that's why we have the highest form of intimacy also, which is we call sex. Now, that's the reason why casual sex is very dangerous. Because sex, uh, permit me to just digress a bit, sex is the intermingling of soul and spirit, not just body. Some people have reduced sex to the intermingling of body. No. Souls are knitted and connected in intimate sex. Spirit 
is also intermingled in intimate sex. And when you go from, you know, uh, from A to B to Z, just sleeping around, you, you're just giving a part of yourself everywhere, intermingle with this one emotionally, intermingle with that one spiritually, you pick up something there spiritually, you pick up something, another emotional baggage from there, before you know it, you are deformed emotionally, deformed spiritually, you don't, know, you, you don't even know who you are again. And such people are confused about life. And then they, they start to say marriage is not working. When you go about it the right way, what happens? You will get the right kind of result. Glory be to Jesus. And please, I don't mean that uh, only people have had, you know, several marital experiences before getting into marriage or as a single person are the ones who are destroying their pathway to marriage. There are many other things that people do. This is just one of them. Because somebody may be listening to me right now who will say, but PG, uh, I've never even stepped around, but yet I've been having bad experiences in marriage. It's, sleeping around is not the only issue. There are many more other issues. And as we go into this series, I want you to stay with us because we're going to be able to address some of those other issues. And you understand that you can walk in the fullness of God's plan, God's will, which is for you to enjoy harmony in your relationships, to enjoy ultimate companionship, to enjoy oneness in the relationship that God will bring into your life. Say a good amen, somebody. So, so going back to Ecclesiastes, it says, uh, it says, Again, if two lie together, they will keep warm, but how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. And a three-foot cord is not quickly broken. It also talks about being overpowered. One translation says one may be attacked. One may be attacked. I think it's New Living Translation or Amplified. It says one may be attacked. When one suffers attack and one lacks companionship, that attack may lead to the end of one's life. That attack may, may keep one at the same spot for too long. And that's, that's the benefit of companionship. Yeah, that's the benefit of companionship. Look at it there. New Living Translation, Ecclesiastes 4 and 12. It says, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But two uh, can stand back to back and conquer. And three are even better. For a triple uh, fold bearded cord, it's not easily broken. It's just talking about the kind of companionship that we can surround ourselves with. And that's the beauty of a loving relationship. When somebody is holding hands in agreement with you and you know that there's no guile in their heart, that they, you know, there's no animosity, uh, they love you to beat and they're willing to pray with you and it's like they're praying for themselves. That's the beauty of a good companionship, relationship, whether marital relationship, friendship, or, or, you know, or a romantic relationship where our hearts are open to each other. I treat you like as if uh, you are me. So when I'm praying for you, I'm praying for myself. That's God's original intention. When all that is no longer there, uh, we can't get the full benefit of companionship. And talking about benefits of companionship, let me just you know, sum it up. Uh, with, 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 with this slide. Let me sum it up with this slide. Benefit of companionship, you receive help, like I said before, survive or prevent attacks. That's what I just finished talking about, verse 12, Ecclesiastes 4 and uh, verse 12. It says, uh, if one is attacked, because he's not alone, he can receive help. Yeah, can receive help. Can you keep, keep, keep that slide on the screen for me? I, I still want to talk through it a bit more. Yeah, uh, it says, uh, there you have, you can survive at, uh, or prevent attack. There's emotional fulfillment, especially in a marital relationship where you can express the highest level of emotion, which is intimacy. So there's emotional fulfillment. 
the sexual fulfillment. Yeah, sexual fulfillment. Then you, you, oh, oh, you, you are able to overcome weaknesses because if you fall, there's somebody to lift you up. And you don't even have to fall. They just need to see that you're going the wrong direction and they're already talking to you. That's why I wrote here also blind spots. Blind spots. Uh, as I am right now, I can only see, you know, effectively straight ahead. But all the things behind me and some of the things beside me, I may not be able to see. I don't have 360 degree coverage. So I have blind spots. But when I'm in a strong companionship, when I'm in a great relationship that is working the way it's supposed to work, then somebody's covering up for me. So the things I don't see, somebody's helping me to see them. And they are bringing my attention to it in a very loving manner. That's why the Bible says we should uh, confess our fault one to another. And it says we should rebuke one another in love. Yeah, it's like bringing somebody's blind spot to them in love. Yeah. We fight battles together in great companionship. So don't allow anything to, to signal to you that, that companionships are old school or that relationships don't work. Just fix yourself sexually. Fix yourself emotionally and just be okay. People are just you know, disturbing their lives, trying to get into a relationship. Nothing can be further from the truth. God's original intention is that you are created for connection, not isolation. God wants you to be in meaningful relationship. The Bible says he put the solitaries in families. That's his intention. He wants to plant us in meaningful relationships, especially meaningful love relationships. So companionship, partnership, collaboration, and agreement create access to providential increase. That's God's original intention. It, pro, it creates access to providential increase. Don't forget God brought Eve out of Adam. And when Adam saw Eve, Adam recognized that this is now the bone of my bone and the flesh of my flesh. God told Adam to name all the animals. And the exercise was to find a companion for Adam. Singles, listen to me today. Many people are calling baboon spouse. Many people are calling Ayena husband. That's why today, uh, rather than the person being a blessing to you, the person is a curse. Because you didn't seek God well. And you, you, you didn't allow the Holy Spirit to illuminate your heart in your process of choosing. And when people go like that and they go from pillar to post and it's only their own story that you are hearing and because of that you are making a sense of judgment that romantic relationships are bad, there's no need for commitment, just you, know, just do, your, do, you know, uh, just do you and just be happy. That's not the will of God for us. Say amen, somebody. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. I know I'm shaking a lot of tables today. Uh, God will help us. Uh, I hope your table is not part of the table I'm shaking. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. I said, glory be to Jesus. So all through the Bible, we see romantic relationships. You see songs of songs, or songs of Solomon. All kinds of romantic expressions there. In the, in, in the story of Ruth and Boaz, in Ruth chapter 2, you see love at first sight. Boaz just saw Ruth, and he went after her and said, look, guys, uh, arrange things for this lady, take care of her, blah, 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 blah. Who is this girl? Who is that babe? And he said, oh, this, this is Moabite babe who came in for, with her mother-in-law, Naomi, and all that. And from that point on, there was chemistry. And look at what it resulted into. Ladies and gentlemen, real chemistry is real. Real romance is real. It just requires us to live out Christ in us, and we're going to be able to maximize it. In, in uh, Genesis 29, when you, you, you read from verse 18 or thereabout, uh, Jacob loved Rachel. 
loved Rachel to the point where, when the Bible says there, and now Jacob loved Rachel, verse 18 of Genesis 29, and so he said, I will serve you seven years for Rachel, your younger daughter. Somebody loved so much that he was willing to commit seven years of his life. That's real commitment. Today, people just want to have free romance, free sex, free love. And then we're putting love under immense pressure, making it look like it doesn't work. It does work. It's still working. It will work till Jesus comes. Say amen, somebody. Glory be to Jesus. I said, glory be to Jesus. We just need to focus on how we will not endanger trust and vulnerability. Yeah. How we will not endanger it. Glory be to Jesus. I said, glory be to Jesus. So don't, don't, don't let people's experience form your expectation in relationship and marriage. God's word should be the basis of your expectation. Yeah. Deal with the mindset of love at all costs. Trust that God is faithful. Yeah. For people who are also very agitated, I just must marry at all costs. No. Choose right. If Adam was, was, was uh, uh, about love at all costs, and if Adam was, you know, was going to throw caution to the wind, he may have chosen to, to, to marry, you know, a dog or marry some, something else. Because God gave him the chance, pick your companion. The Bible says there, there was no companion that was found for him. After he had named all the animals. God help us. If Adam had called a, 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 a squirrel or, or a hyena, like I said before, wife. What will we look like today? Glory be to Jesus. <laughs> Praise God, somebody. So deal with the mindset of love at all costs. God wants to provide for you. Yeah. Don't be like the woman at the well in, in John chapter 4. When Jesus met her, she had already been with five husbands or so. And that's somebody looking for what is not missing. And Jesus said, I can give you water. That if you taste of this water, you will not be thirsty again because you have been thirsty. You have been looking for what is not missing. Your real issue is finding God, not finding a man. When you find God, then you know how to find the right man. Glory be to Jesus. Qualitative relationships provide the basis to outline, uh, you know, a quality assurance me metrics. And that's where I'm going to end today. A quality assurance metric uh, to help you enter a relationship correctly. Or steer an existing relationship in the right direction. That's what it does. And that's, that's where I want to end this discussion today. That a qualitative relationship uh, uh, should provide you the basis to outline a quality assurance metric. You know, uh, if you hear quality assurance metrics, it's not, it's not a, a difficult thing. I'm, I'm going to explain. I'm going to explain. It's very simple. Before you got into a relationship, get into a serious relationship, like I said, Adam naming animals is a test on Adam. And I'm still speaking to singles today as, before, before I wrap up. It's a test for Adam to understand that there's a quality assurance matrix that you can engage by the help of the Holy Spirit and by the, uh, by the help of you know, by, by your, the experience that you've had in life and the people around you not to call any other animal human. Because like I said before, the big question you should be asking yourself now as a single person whose love has now come under pressure 
You've moved from one relationship to the other, another relationship like the woman at the well, maybe you're in the fifth relationship this year, or second relationship, or fourth relationship. But the big question is, are you calling a baboon or a hyena a spouse? When Adam saw Eve, he identified and named her correctly. May you receive grace today to name people correctly. Adam saw Eve and he said, this is now the bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. And all through all the animals that he named, he didn't make the mistake of calling any of them woman. So check the quality of your relationships. If you're already married, it means that you have chosen. In that state that you are, where you have chosen, how do you measure oneness and vulnerability in your, in, you know, in your relationship, in your marital relationship? So for singles, you need to be able to trust God to help you to choose right. And when you get into that relationship, you also still need to think about another quality assurance metrics, which is, is there oneness? And is there a, a vulnerability in this relationship? Because where there's no oneness or vulnerability, there's no basis for measuring the quality of the relationship. So, uh, I'm going to come back to this maybe in subsequent uh, message in this series. But, uh, but just a few days ago, I asked people on social media, young people, about red flags. And you see, there are so many red flags that we're throwing out. When you live in the same city with somebody you are dating and they don't always have time and they say, let's just chat. Oh, let's see. That's a red flag. Uh, you, you, you live in, in the same city with someone that you are dating and the person will never allow you to visit them, you know, uh, outside of maybe just seeing church. Yeah, you can't just even see where they live or who their friends are. That's a red flag. See, when you say you are in a dating relationship, and there's no measure of knowing which leads to a bit of oneness and transparency and vulnerability. That's already a red flag. You, a red flag. You need to know that your quality assurance metrics should tell you that this relationship may not be leading anywhere very soon. Yeah. May not be leading anywhere soon. When you're in a relationship with somebody, like I said in subsequent series, I'm going to come back to this, but listen to this. You're in a relationship with somebody and they are not accountable to anybody. You've never met Adam say, oh, that this is the person that speaks into my life or this is where I get encouragement, counsel, and all those things, kind of things from. That's red flag. It's a red flag there. And when you think about vulnerability, that kind of person may never be vulnerable. When people say, oh, we don't want any third party in our relationship, it's not always correct. It depends on the kind of third party you are talking about. Is it a destructive third party or a supportive and encouraging third party? help you and steer you in the right direction, even in that relationship. It's very important. And for all the married people listening to me today, I need you to understand that God has a plan to work out that marriage for you. You just need to be sure and take, uh, 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 and the two of you speaking to each other and measuring oneness in your relationship. Are we growing in vulnerability? Where I lied to you last year, am I saying the truth right now? Can I really say that our intimacy is truly into me, you see? Because that's another way to put intimacy. Into me, you see. Am I really seeing into you and are you seeing into me or are we just doing our own things? Because God's original intention is quality assurance metric is Genesis 2 and 25. We're both naked, the man and his wife. 
and they were not ashamed. If there's no shame, it means I can be vulnerable. I can throw it out all there. And I know you're going to support me. I know you're going to cover my blind spot. That's what makes a real solid relationship. Now, that's a journey. Yeah. Living father and mother and cleave to your spouse is a journey. Living and cleaving is not an event, like I said before. It is a journey. And because living and cleaving is what leads to that oneness and a growing sense of vulnerability towards the one I've chosen to love. That's really how God wants you to watch, work out your marriage. And I want you to use this quality assurance metrics as you go into this week and ask yourself the question, where are we in oneness? Am I growing in vulnerability? Am I practicing vulnerability? And is, is, is everything going in the direction that God has for us in our marriage? And in closing also, I need to mention that one of the reasons why for us, for instance, as a church, we believe that marriage according to the scriptures is to be between a man and a woman. When Adam saw Eve, he didn't call her Steve. It was Eve. <laughs> yeah, it was Eve. God has an original intention. Just like Christ was called the bride. I mean, uh, the, the bride of Christ was the church. And the marriage between a man and a woman is in similitude of the relationship between Christ and the church. Let's grow in oneness. Let's grow in vulnerability. Let's grow in transparency and accountability to one another. That's the, God's original intention for us. As I wrap this up today, I'd like to encourage somebody that this week spend time in the word of God to understand the word of God for yourself, especially in the areas of love, relationships, and marriage. And if there, if there are persistent negative mindsets to overcome, speak with one of our counselors this week. Yeah. Go on our website. You see the link for counseling. And it's also been displayed on the screen. And you can, you can just talk to a counselor. If there's a persistent problem that you need to solve. Yeah. I also have a marriage enrichment program. Marriage enhancement program at amaricourse.com. Whatever you're watching from in the world. You can get on that uh, uh, website. Amaricourse. Amari is A-M-A-R-E. Course, one word, dot com, and you can engage either the marriage preparatory or marriage enrichment program and it's going to transform your life. Yeah, going to transform your life. It's going to transform your life. So, make an appreciation post also on social media to acknowledge the people who have shown you love despite the pressure of the pandemic or COVID. Or lockdown. All the people who have shown you some love during this lockdown, will you go on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, and just appreciate them? Because that's great companionship right there. And if you're married, then you should start with your spouse. Somebody may say, Pastor, ah, my spouse did not su support me all through COVID. I still need it to know. Yeah. Faith calls the things that be not as though they are. You may not say they really supported you, but still go ahead and appreciate them this time. Because it's still practicing the word of God when you celebrate people. Glory be to Jesus. As I wrap up today, I'd love to pray for anyone in this service who may be in a toxic or abusive relationship. The word says you give beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. We stand against the oppressions of the spirit of heaviness in any relationship. We decree that what God has joined together, nothing will put asunder. 
So I declare right now, according to Psalm 147, from verse 2, it says, The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers together the outcast of Israel. In any relationship where you have become an outcast, I declare today that the hand of God comes upon you, that my God is gathering you again. In the name of the Lord Jesus, the Bible says he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wound. So we speak against uh, uh, every pain in everyone's heart, occasioned by toxic relationship. We receive healing for you now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. I speak grace upon that lady hearing me right now. I know you have been battered and bruised by that man. But God heals your heart right now. It gives you grace to forget the pain of the past. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you will fulfill your destiny. You will move past this pain. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I decree broken hearts are healed. I decree emotional wounds are healed right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I say this to somebody hearing me right now. The fact that that person walked out of your life does not mean that God has walked out. God said, I'm going to manifest myself in your life in an unusual dimension even before this year comes to an end. I will restore peace to you. I will restore joy to you. And your head will be lifted again, says the Spirit of God. Lift your two hands to heaven, somebody. And bless the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for healing in every heart, healing in every home, healing especially in the life of anyone who may be going through a toxic experience, a painful experience right now. Anyone who has been bereaved of their loved one, we command that the healing power of God flows to you. Joy is restored. In the name of Jesus, the spirit of comfort is released into your household. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Father, we bless your name. Father, we bless your name. This divorce will not be your hand. This separation uh, will, not, will, not, will not lead uh, to sickness in your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus, the God who is a great restorer, the one who leads us beside the still waters, is bringing calmness and serenity into your soul. You will not be despondent. In the name of Jesus, clarity is coming to you. And by the help of the Holy Spirit, you will fulfill your destiny. And fulfill your marital destiny in grand style. In the precious name of Jesus. Wave your hands to Jesus, everyone, and just bless him as you receive the peace of God into your heart right now. Thank you, everlasting Father. Our healer, our protector, our provider, we celebrate you today. We give you all the glory and all the praise in the precious name of the Lord Jesus. And if there's anyone listening to me right now, you are not saved, you are not born again, I want to pray for you. Even in the midst of your pain, God wants you to come home he wants to restore you to himself. Or maybe all the things you've gone through have separated you from God. You've been hungry. You've been bitter. But you want to say, Father, I want to be restored. Maybe you said a prayer before to give your life to Christ. But you backslid because of things going wrong. And you feel God is so far away. And God is saying, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. 
I want to pray for you. Whether you've said a prayer before or not, I want you to say this prayer with me today. God is still in the business of forgiving sins. He's going to forgive you your sins. He's going to come into your life in a new dimension and you'll never be the same again. If you can, I want you to put your right hand on your heart. I want you to say this prayer after me if you're giving your life to Jesus or you are dedicating your life to Jesus. Please say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I ask that you forgive me my sins and that you cleanse me from every unrighteousness. Say today, I receive you as my Lord and my personal Savior. I ask that you fill my heart with your spirit and give me a new beginning from this moment forward. Say today, I dedicate my heart to you afresh as I confess with my mouth that I'm now a child of God. I'm born again and the spirit of a living God dwells in me from this moment forward. I dedicate my life to you. I will serve you and love you the remaining days of my life. In Jesus' precious name, amen. If you just said that prayer with me, I want you to go to the chat room, go to the comments, whatever platform you're joining us from. If you're watching on TV, uh, send us an email, send us a WhatsApp uh, message. Let us know that you just made a commitment to Jesus or just write, I just rededicated my life to Jesus or I just gave my life to Jesus. Uh, if you're online, uh, ministers are there, they want to reach out to you, send you a link with which we can send you some downloadable gift and be a part of your spiritual development as we uh, help to disciple you from this moment forward. Please go ahead and do that whatever platform you have, let us know. I just made a commitment to Jesus or I just gave my life to Jesus or I just rededicated my life to Jesus. Let us know that you just made a decision for the Lord. And God bless you as you do so. And our ministers will be able to connect with you and will be able to be a part of your growth and development spiritually. Uh, thank you for honoring God uh, with your heart today in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Come on, somebody, put your hands together if you, if you have been blessed in this service. I want you to put your hands together and celebrate Jesus, celebrate Jesus, celebrate Jesus. Don't forget uh, our child for the week. Go ahead, study the Bible more. Go ahead, appreciate somebody on social media. Let them know that you're grateful for their companionship all through this season. And uh, God will bless you as you do so in the name of Jesus. I also want you to know uh, uh, that you, you, this is time for you to take charge of your heart uh, away from the things that are, pers per I mean, the perceptions and mindsets that may want to hold you down. And that's why you need counseling. And you need to talk to one of our counselors today. Uh, the link is there. You can talk to any of our counselors and we will be willing to help and be a part of helping you overcome the, whatever situation you are going through right now. Uh, as you oblige us in Jesus' name. All right, before we bring ourselves to an end, I'd love uh, to encourage us to give to the Lord today. We want to appreciate everyone who supports the ministry of the Elevation Church through your giving, offering, tithe, special seed. You support our project, support our broadcast on TV. Whatever way you give, I want you to go ahead and, and package that. Get your devices. There are many ways we give at the Elevation Church. Our giving is not just a donation uh, to the church. It is our worship of the God uh, of this commission. And I want you to participate today. It's a good time for you to give a tithe, to give an offering, and honor God from your heart as your worship uh, so that your, your sacrifice can be acceptable to God. As you take a percentage of your income and give to God, the God who gave you the 100% will multiply it back to you in the name of Jesus. There are many ways to give at the Elevation Church. It's being displayed on the screen right now, and you can use any of those different ways to give to God at this time. Uh, let me say a prayer for everyone giving today. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to give to you today. 
We receive a blessing over every giver, and we ask everlasting Father uh, that you cause the heavens to open in unusual dimension, pour out your favor, order our steps uh, to the place of profiting this week. Let the month of September yield our increase to us. Let there be no dryness in anyone's life. In the name of Jesus, meet everyone at every point of need, and let your name be glorified in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Praise God and praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you for uh, staying with us in the service today. Uh, if it's your first time at the Elevation Church, I also want to welcome you very, very specially. Please, if you don't mind, uh, go to the chat room or comment or send us an email. Just let us know it's your first time. We'd love to connect with you, send you some more information about our church, and also send you a special first-time guest gift, uh, which is a downloadable digital gift that our officials will be able to send a link to you the moment you indicate that it's your first time. So please go ahead and, and, and do that. Let us know it's your first time. We love to celebrate people at the Elevation Church, and we hope to see you more and more. Our mission is to make greatness common. We believe that in every man and every woman is a seed of greatness that God has planted, and if you stay with us, Online or in any of our physical expressions, if you come in and, and be a part of what God is doing, we believe that greatness will evolve through you also in Jesus' precious name. So please get on our website, elevationng.org, or for, for, follow us on any of our social media platforms to get more information about our church. And uh, please connect with us again and again, especially in our weekend services like this. And uh, God of all grace will continue to make his grace abound towards you in Jesus' name. You can also choose uh, to be a permanent member of the Elevation Church by walking into any of our physical gatherings or uh, go to online.elevationng.org, which is our online church, and then you will be able uh, to, you know, onlinechurch.elevationng.org, you'll be able to join our online church as a member online. Uh, you, you get pastoral care, you get counseling, you get benevolence help, and all kinds of things, prayers for you. Uh, please go to onlinechurch.elevationng.org and subscribe to be a part of our online church community. And before we bring the service to a close, uh, Unashamed uh, series ended last week. But the soul winning campaign, Star Witness Task, is still on. We still want to win soul, one soul a week. And I want you to be a part of that. Uh, please go ahead as you go into your week, pray for unsaved souls. And then on your, uh, on your way to work, in your neighborhood, please talk to somebody about Christ this coming week. Praise God. I was at a golf course in the course of this past week, and I was able to uh, preach the gospel to my caddy, who was just a guy that I was meeting for the first time. So everywhere you go, there are human beings and there's somebody that you can preach the gospel to. Also, I needed to understand that doing life uh, with other people makes life more meaningful and less stressful. Uh, so our small groups are available uh, and we're starting a new semester of our small groups this weekend. Uh, this weekend, uh, you know, 5th of September, uh, is loaded with many life-transforming uh, things and, you know, family fun and all kinds of activities um, uh, as you join our small groups. Uh, um, so a, a seven-week marriage en enhancement uh, small groups also is available at this time. Please check on our website. You'll be able to join uh, uh, and, and be a part of the different small groups that are starting right now. There's a specialized small group for marriage enrichment. It's for seven weeks. You can join that. But there's so many other small groups that are starting a new semester from uh, 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 next weekend. A new semester is starting. And please go to uh, connectgroup.elevationng.org to get more information about that. For all the singles in the house, please don't forget that our annual hangout 
is now uh, 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 is now on the way. September 18th is the hangout for this year, and it promises to be a powerful, powerful experience. It's going to be an in-person gathering at the Island Center, a Pieces Conference Center, and on the Mainland Center at Pieces Hub in Maryland, Ikeja, Lagos, and it's also going to be available online. Uh, we have all kinds of beautiful stuff that has been lined up. I will be speaking. Uh, my friend, Prophet Tomi Arayomi, will be speaking. Pastor Debo Motunde will be speaking. And we have great music artists uh, um, uh, in, in person of uh, um, uh, Gaze Baba, uh, Johnny Drill, and um, many other music stars that will be ministering at this year's uh, Hangout. We also have some specialized master classes and small group events uh, that will lead to emotional wholeness, uh, small groups on singles managing their finances well, and uh, singles live, living happily single, which will be handled by Pastor Sheo Afolayo and Surreal Oloe and many other people uh, who are astute at their game and they are poised to help us uh, as singles uh, live a more fulfilling life. So please check on our website and get some more information about that. If you are watching uh, this on on YouTube, I want you to please go ahead and like this broadcast so that YouTube can recommend it to other people. Praise God. It's been a pleasure bringing you God's word today. I look forward to being with you again next week. And please leave out everything that has been shared and God will continue to prosper you and bless uh, your companionship and give you meaningful relationships that will lead you to your destiny in Jesus' precious name. Bye for now. Wow, what a powerful message from our lead pastor uh, today. Uh, I, I want you to join us for a conversation uh, in our Zoom Hangout room. The link is being displayed on the screen now and also in your chat room. And if it's your first time, we would love you to also be a part of this conversation. And if you just gave your life to Christ, I also want you to click on that link and join us in that conversation. If you are also here to give, the giving link will be displayed in the chat room and also on the screen now. You can't afford to miss church this month and we have varieties of events that will enhance your relationship in this month of September. And first, we're going to start with the singles. I know you guys have amazing stuff in this month. Yeah, go ahead. Um, it's September again, and it's easily the biggest um, event when it comes to singles, especially from the Elevation Church. It is time for the Hangout. Wow, And this hangout. year we're doing a lot of things differently. The Hangout this year has so many special features, but three of them that readily jump out would be the fact that we have Hangout for Humanity. That's a special free therapy session that we have put together for someone that, you know, might be struggling with drug abuse or addiction. So if you're watching this right now, you know someone that's struggling with drug abuse or addiction, you want to ensure that this person registers and signs up to join the Hangout. We also would have breakout sessions for finance amongst young people and also the idea of being happily single. We have, you know, a very rich lineup of guests and speakers that will be addressing these things and you do not want to miss it. But then that's just the, the, the tip of the iceberg. There's so many other things, music performances, incredible teachings, games and prizes to be won. Pastor Godman Akinlabi is on our lineup. Pastor Debo Omotunde, Prophet Tommy Arayomi, and wow. not forgetting Johnny wow. Drill and Gaze Baba. Wow. It promises to be amazing. What you want to do right now is register at singles.elevationng.org. September 18th, 
2021 is the date. Remember to mark your calendar right now. Wow, I'm so jealous. Powerful, powerful lineup of speakers. Uh, so if you're single, you cannot afford to, especially if you have been friend zoned in a very long time, you cannot afford to miss Hangouts this year. And also we the mind people, we are not left out. Um, yes. We're going to be having a marriage enrichment seminar um, uh, in this month of September and also um, vow renewal service for couples who want to renew their vow. It doesn't matter if you just got married last week or you've been married 35 years. Uh, it promises to be uh, an amazing event. Vow renewal service for all the married people. So don't forget to follow us on all of our social media platform so that you can get notification and reminders about all of these events. Uh, follow us at Elevation NG and for our online community, follow us online at TEC uh, for all of these events. Also, don't forget our small group starts, uh, a new semester starts today across all our expression in different parts of the world. I want you to send us an email, smallgroups at elevationng.org or visit our portal connectgroup.elevationng.org to be a part of a smaller group. If you want to change your group from the last semester, you are free to do that uh, right now. The portal is open and uh, we have community of people who want to do life together with you. Uh, Presley, you want to talk about Ignite? Oh yes, we do not always um, forget to remind you to join our morning prayers which run from Monday through Friday at exactly 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. GMT plus one. Uh, God is doing amazing and wondrous things amongst us and we would love to extend that to you also. Make sure you join us from whatever part of the world and please remember to share the link with your family and friends. The prayers hold on Facebook, Zoom, and the Mix LR. Do join us and I promise you, when the testimonies come, which they will come, please also send them to us via testimonies at elevationng.org. Our Star Witness Challenge continues. Um, it doesn't matter if we have stopped talking about ownership. However, we still want you to speak to somebody about Christ in this coming week. Our challenge is that you speak to at least one person per week. And I want you to take the opportunity of this relationship month to talk to someone, to witness to someone, especially anyone that you are going through any form of challenge in their relationship. So use this opportunity to witness to them. You want to talk about our resource? Don't forget you can engage past messages and of course life-changing resources by going to elevationng.org forward slash resources. Um, if you go on that link, you'll find a catalog of life-changing books, amazing resources that you can download and enjoy on the go. Once again, it's elevationng.org forward slash resources. Finally, uh, don't be a lord of the ring. We have a new circle of marriage preparatory classes that will start virtually on Thursday, 23rd of September. Send an email to courtship at educationng.org if you are in a serious relationship and you are looking forward to get married very soon. Uh, I want you to take that class. So send that email, courtship at elevationng.org. I decree and declare that as you step into this week, you will find favor with God and with men in the mighty name of Jesus. Firstly, Hey guys, um, here's wishing you the very best month of 2021 so far. Have a fantastic September. More importantly, have a fantastic week ahead. God bless you. God bless you.